episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me as always... is his wife, Penny. Hello. Hello. So, obviously, this title, Fresh Blood, we can tell right away it's about vampires. Right. How many vampire episodes have we seen so far? Oh, uh, (laughs) I haven't been keeping track. Um, Pretty common, though, isn't it? Yes, it's a very common... uh, I say enemy that they fight... Yeah, I guess I expected this show to be more about like fighting ghosts and demons and stuff like that. But boy, we keep running into vampires every other episode, it feels like. Well, you do have them once in a while and you run into a werewolf here and there, too. I mean, those are supernatural creatures that they have to fight. And they still do their fair share of demons and ghosts, too. Do they go through all of the uh, original universal monsters? We get a wolf man. Well, is there a Frankenstein monster? No, there's not a Frankenstein. Uh, what was another one of those original? The Invisible Man? No. You never... Jeez, that that premise fell apart quick. I thought maybe they just went through all the original Universal horror monsters. No mummies either. Yeah, no mummy. No, come on. There's got to be a mummy in here someplace. Well, actually, there is an episode where several of those creatures are in it. Oh, okay. That's all I can say. All right. Fun. So this one was called Fresh Blood. The recap at the beginning, it's a lot of Bella and Gordon. It's just like if, if you've never seen these people before, here they are, Bella and Gordon. <laughs> yes, very Bella and Gordon heavy on that recap. <laughs> it's insane. So uh, the show starts, Bella shows up someplace dark. I don't know, our TV was all screwy, so it's kind of hard to see the beginning of this. Um, shows up someplace dark. We see Gordon walks up behind her. Um, they start talking, I guess it seemed like he surprised her. She reaches in her car for looking for something. And then Gordon's like, you looking for this? And he's got a gun on her then. I'm assuming that's Bella's gun, right? Yes. I think he snuck into her car earlier and stole it on her. Yeah. Well, Gordon knows that Bella was just with the Winchesters a little bit ago and threatens her with her own gun. Uh, Bella does not take to threats at all. She is not phased by this. No, she's pretty like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but she does explain to Gordon, like, okay, threats aren't going to work, but if you make me an offer, a deal, then I'm all in. Because this chick is all about making money. And, uh, well, Gordon doesn't really want to do that, but pulls a gun on her again. She again reminds Gordon, like, it's going to be impossible to find the Winchesters if I'm dead. And, uh, but Gordon, like, says, I'll scratch together $3,000. Oh, come on, Gordon. What are you, poor? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is insane. The hunters and they can only scratch together 3000 when Sam and Dean roll around with endless supplies of cash all the time. Well, they don't have endless supplies of cash. They, I mean, they get money through credit card scams and gambling, you know, hustling pool, poker, things like that. I don't know. They just seem like a real lowball offer. It was, you know, as far as Bella's standards. I mean, she even said, I don't even get out of bed in the morning for $3,000. Yeah, because whenever we see her, she's usually got like a huge bag full of cash. Uh, But Bella does spot uh, a Gordon's mojo bag. Are we supposed to know about the mojo bag and what's it about? I never saw it before, I don't think. No, but I believe it has something to do with hoodoo. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess it's just supposed to be some trinket that we know that Bella collects and sells. So, I don't know. Seems pretty important. Gordon's like, nope. Uh, that thing's a that, that thing's a century old. It's very powerful. And then just like, okay, well, I guess if that's the only thing that's going to get you uh, to work with me, hands over the mojo bag, and then Bella calls Dean up. 
and then that's the opening of the episode. Anything in there I missed? Um, no, I have, yeah. Well, he did tell her that Sam was the Antichrist, and she's like, I heard something like that from my friend the Easter Bunny, who heard it from the Tooth Fairy. So she's not really much into believing Sam himself is the Antichrist. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then we uh, show open. Sam and Dean, they're walking around someplace dark. <laughs> That's all I can put again, just like the opening with Bella. They're just someplace dark. Uh, there's like a puddle of blood on the ground, and they find a guy with a neck injury. Dean goes off alone, looks around, and he's got this huge, crazy-looking machete with him. This is the first <laughs> time I saw this knife. Really? I think it's the first time I ever saw that knife. It's like a half a sword. Well, yes, but there is that episode where they first fought vampires when John was still alive, where they all had machetes like oh, that. Oh, okay. So they've had, well, they've had that knife before. Yes. He cuts his arm. Um, and right away, you know, it's to kind of, by the title of the episode and everything else, you're like, okay, they're hunting a vampire. He's cutting his arm to, so the smell of blood. <clears throat> and sure enough, this blonde lady comes out because she can smell the blood. Uh, she races in to bite Dean in the neck, and then Dean injects her with something, knocks her out. And, uh... Sam comes along. He's like, he is not impressed by Dean's tactic here to lure her in. And he's like, hey, weren't you cutting that pretty close? Yeah, uh, Sam by now is uh, fully uh, not thrilled with uh, all of Dean's shenanigans, you know, because he knows he doesn't have that much longer. And so he really doesn't care whether he lives or dies at this point, it seems like. Yeah, there's going to be more of these throughout the episode, but it's pretty common here. Um. So the boys, they have that lady tied down to a chair, and they start asking her questions, but she has no clue what's going on. She she thinks she's on drugs. Uh, she says that she took something, and she hasn't come down from it yet. And I, the boys, they even tell her, like, you killed people, and you're a monster. And she's like, no, it's just a drugs. I'm hallucinating. We learn her here her name is Lucy. Yes. And they really call that out, and I think it's important, but I don't know if it is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Lucy, you got some splaining to do. So <laughs> she uh, she says that she uh, was at a bar with some guy named Deacon Dixon or Dixon Deacon. Or no, Dixon. She said Deacon or Dixon. She couldn't remember what his name okay. was. Okay. Um, and he was some drug dealer. Had some crazy new drug for her to try. Uh. And it ends up to be a red, gooey liquid that he puts in her drink. And she takes a couple of drinks and like, oh, well, you got turned into a vampire, ding dong. And they confirm, like, sunshine hurts. She uh, says that she can hear heartbeats far away. She gets really hungry. Uh, yeah, and this is when Dean tells her, like, you've killed two people. This, <laughs> yeah. this isn't a drug lady. You're a monster. Yeah, he said, you know, way to go. You just, you know, he... Uh it was vampire blood he put in your drink, and that is one of the most, uh, what do you say, like virile or infectious diseases out there, he made it sound like. Yeah. Uh, so Dean, like, turns around and confirms with Sam that they have no other choice except to cut her head off, and then so Dean goes and cuts her head off. I assume they cut her head off. You ju They don't show it. You just hear that knife swing. Yeah. Well, that is the only way they know of to kill vampires. So, yes, that is probably what he did with her. 
uh, goes to commercial, comes back, and we see Gordon and his a new buddy of his, or a buddy of his. Uh, they're uh, posing as FBI agents, and they're in the hospital interviewing that one victim uh, that they found uh, with the neck injury. Asks a bunch of questions um, of him, but basically learns then that Sam and Dean were there and chased. Uh, that's who saved him. They chased that lady away, and uh, just he knows it's them because it's those two, and one of them was really tall. <laughs> yeah, that's a recurring joke about Jared Padalecki's height. Um, you'll hear a lot throughout the series. <laughs> Sam and Dean are at the bar where three uh, blonde girls have gone missing recently. Yes. And they spot a guy and a blonde girl walking into a back alley. So they uh, they show him. He was just about ready to give her some vampire blood, but Sam and Dean break it up. Gordon shows up immediately, though, and just starts shooting everywhere. Yeah, at this point, Gordon didn't seem, or and his friend, did not seem too concerned about dealing with a vampire. Um, just wanting to kill Sam and get that done and over with. Yeah, he's not there for the job at all. Uh, then I just have in my notes, some guy jumps down on Gordon, um, knocks him down and then kicks him in the face and knocks him out. Right. That was the, happened to be the vampire that yeah, Sam and Dean were hunting. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Cause, um, that was the drug dealer guy that took her into the back alley. Right. 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 Yep. Uh, because one of them, I don't know who was following him. One of Gordon followed one of the boys and his friend followed the other one. I'm not sure which one was which, but yes. Couldn't find either Sam or Dean, but the, the vampire then did get the drop on Gordon and knocks him out. Yeah, literally dropped on him. <laughs> so they back in the hotel room, uh, Sam's standing there and Dean comes in. And Sam's like really annoyed by him. And Dean's like, oh, I stopped for a slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they got split up in this firefight either. You'd think they would have like met each other up at the car and drove back together. but You would know. think, well, it depends on how far away they were from the hotel to maybe they walk to this bar i don't know oh, but that's you're true but you're right the hotel could have just been two blocks away or exactly something. exactly dean calls bella and starts yelling at her because he instantly knows hey gordon showed up the day after you called me <laughs> so knows that hey you you gave us up to gordon you bitch <laughs> she goes well I'm he made me an offer i can't you. refuse <laughs> she was not too concerned about it like, well, she wasn't concerned and says, if we get out of this alive, I'm going to come kill you. Right, right. But she did mention, well, was, there's two of you and one of him. And, you know, Dean's like, uh, he's got a friend. There was two of them. And she's like, oops. <laughs> kind of like, oops, my bad. <laughs> sorry, yeah. not sorry type of situation. What an odd character to play uh, when she's, you know, Maggie on Walking Dead. Just completely different character. Yes. This is a very selfish character where Maggie is a very selfless character. I exactly. Complete opposite. Uh, okay. So we're back in a dark, creepy room, and we see Gordon tied down to a bed, and we see two blonde girls tied up with their hands above their head. And that, that other guy that jumped on him, uh, he goes around. He's got like a mason jar with some blood in it. <laughs> feeds it to feed some blood to those two girls. And this guy is really salty and depressed. He tells Gordon that you hunters, you killed all my folk, all my friends, family. You, you took out my old nest. I'm just trying to grow a new family here. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Why do you got to be pestering me? Um, Gordon then insults him a while and makes it clear that he doesn't like him. 
But then this guy cuts Gordon's arm. He's got a big knife of his own. He cuts Gordon's arm, he cuts his own arm, and then he smushes the wounds together. Obviously infecting him because of how super infectious the vampire virus is. Anything in there I missed? Um, excuse me. No, you provide it pretty much. And as we all know, Gordon is such a ferocious vampire hunter because his hunting career started out with a vampire turning his sister. Um, and then he eventually had to kill this vampire, and then he had to kill his sister. So he's not a fan, and I think the fact that he was then turned into a vampire is kind of like the ultimate insult for him. All right. Well, I, Sam and Dean don't know that Gordon's been turned into a vampire yet. Right. Uh, but they're in the hotel room, and they talk about it, and they're like, mm, we got to kill Gordon, otherwise he's, just gonna, he's not going to stop until he kills us. Bella calls and tells them then where Gordon is. Um, but also that I guess she used a Ouija board or something to get the coordinates. And it also said, just split town. Don't go after him. Leave him alone. Very odd mixed message there. <laughs> yes, telling him exactly where he's at and what they're going to do, but then don't do it. Yeah. The spirits told her to tell him that he should just pretty much get out of Dodge and leave Gordon be Gordon. So um, it's at the warehouse, all of this, these dark rooms, it all seems to be the same warehouse probably just around the block from that bar <laughs> uh at the warehouse gordon is now tied up with his hands above his head and he you can see that he's turning vampire like lights are bugging him he can hear things uh he eventually just summons up his vampire strength though and rips the chains out of the ceiling and gets himself free and leaves we see gordon walking around uh the streets and he's gone full vampire now and he even grows teeth there's some guy changing a car tire in a back alley in the rain, you know, as you do. Right. That's where you always go to change a tire, back alley, dark rain, where there's no one to save you if you should need it. Yeah. Well, Gordon pops up in the, the guy finishes changing his tire, I guess, hops in, starts the car, and Gordon's in the back seat and attacks him. And commercial. Sam and Dean go into the warehouse where the girls are tied up and start looking around. And we have to mention at this point, the girls, the women are no longer have heads. Yep. Uh, the head guy is there, uh, Dixon. And uh, he's there and he's like, oh, just kill me. <laughs> you <laughs> bastards. You've, you've taken away everything. And I, I didn't notice that the girls were without heads, though, because I have in my notes here. Are the girls dead now? So, yeah, I guess. <coughs> yeah. Gordon uh, took care of that. Um, this guy is just lonely. He's got no one left. And Dean asks... Uh, ever know what it is like not to give a damn? Well, he asked Dean that, and he's like, you know, I'm staring down an attorney alone. Can you imagine a, a worse hell? And Dean's like, well, yeah, hell. <laughs> the actual hell would be worse than your hell, I think. Yeah, so yet again, a reference to the deal that Dean has and uh, that he's only got a year left before he goes to hell. Uh, Sam notices that the heads were ripped off, not cut off, and asks Dixon, uh, what did you do to Gordon? Because <laughs> they know that it wasn't a typical Gordon killing. Um, back in the hunting trailer, I'm gonna say Gordon and his friend. Yeah, that's, a, that's the same trailer, because we saw this one character before uh, the, the Bella episode with the rabbit's foot. Okay. And that's the same, same trailer that he had before. All right. Well, Gordon shows up, though. Uh, his buddy's like looking out the window like, hey, where's Gordon? And then just Gordon shows up in the trailer behind him. And uh, Gordon tells him, like, oh, they turned me. I'm a monster now. But first, I got to kill Sam Winchester. Then you'll kill me. 
Uh, this guy is like, mm, I don't think I can really let you out of this trailer. I'm going to have to kill you first, and then I'll deal with Sam Winchester. I'm not. That guy really doesn't seem to be as worked up about Sam as Gordon is. No, he's not. Uh, well, then Gordon like, like doesn't need that to happen, so he punches the guy right through the stomach. Yeah, his friend is no longer with us. Uh, at Back at the hotel room then, uh, Dean comes in and tells Sam that he can't find him. They can't find Gordon anywhere. Uh, it's the daytime, so they were like out sniffing around, you know, and he wouldn't be powerful. It's now night, though, and Dean decides he's going to just go out and find Gordon and kill him now. Sam then, at this point, starts yelling at Dean for living so dangerously. And they start arguing, and they keep arguing about Dean going to hell in his uh, recklessness. Yeah, Sam tells him he's tired of his kamikaze routine, and <laughs> Dean, the smart aleck himself, says, Kamikaze, no, I think of myself more of a ninja. Uh, but yeah, Dean wanted Sam to stay at the hotel because Gordon wanted Sam dead, not Dean dead. So Dean figures, if I go alone, you'll be okay. Gordon doesn't really want to kill me. He just wants to kill you. So in that sense, it makes, in that, yeah, it makes sense because at this point, they still don't know that Gordon has been turned into a vampire. Right. Yeah, that's true. They were going out during the day. They didn't know he was a vampire yet. Did right. they? No, they do know he's a vampire because it was the head's ripped off. They do know he's a vampire at this point. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, yeah, they yeah. kind of figured it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the, and the vampire did tell him. Yeah. You know, yeah, that yeah. I should have brought a hunter here. I turned him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're right. No, they, they know he's vampire, Gordon. Um, Not to be confused with Commissioner Gordon. Also, Sam, though, calls out Dean and says, like, you know how I know you're terrified is because you're acting totally not terrified uh dean then eventually agrees to just stay in the hotel room so they're hanging out and they board up the i think they board up the doors and cover up the windows and stuff uh and also a couple of a little bit ahead of this they got new phones um so that gordon couldn't find them so they're all sitting there with their new phones, and then he, Dean gets a call from Gordon. And even Sam's like, you've only had that phone for two hours. Who'd you give the number to? <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, yeah, Gordon gave him a call and said, they even asked him, like, how'd you get this number? I'm like, oh, your stink's all over the cell phone store. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus, did he go and tear up a cell phone store, too, to track him down? <laughs> he must have. <laughs> uh, Gordon has some lady tied up with him, though, and tells him that they better come to him, or otherwise this lady's going to get it. Just some innocent bystander. So Sam and Dean, they go to the warehouse. I don't know. They couldn't find him all day, but all of a sudden they know he's back at the warehouse where everyone else has been hanging out. Well, that's because Gordon told him exactly where he was. He's like, you've got to be here in 20 minutes or this woman's dead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Uh, they go to the warehouse and wander around a little bit. They find that lady right away and uh, let her free. And this is the funny part, too, because I think either Sam or Dean, I think Sam's like, stay close. You know, it's the one time where they're not going to split up <laughs> like they usually do. It's the one time they're going to stick close together, and then all of a sudden a big garage door drops down in between them and cuts them off from each other. And yeah. then the lights are turned off. <laughs> yeah, well, Dean was carrying the woman, and he was ahead of Sam. And, yeah, right as Dean went through the door, this door came down, and... I just found it funny. You know, I'm always criticizing those two for splitting up. And this is the one time when they called out, stay together. Right, exactly. And I was like, that's good advice. Ah, crap, door. 
Uh, we see Gordon. He's lurking around in the dark, taunting Sam. He can Gordon can clearly see where Sam's at, and Sam's just wandering around with his hands out, you know, like uh, like a blind person. Uh, Gordon says, though, he did something worse than killing that girl. And then right there, they're like, ah, crap, he turned her into a vampire. And they quickly go back and show Dean with that girl. Sure enough, vampire teeth comes out, attacks Dean, but, like, Dean quickly shoots her dead. Like, immediately. It wasn't even a fight. No, you're right. And just so you know, an ordinary gun isn't going to kill a vampire. So it happens that Dean happened to have the colt on him. And uh, thanks to Ruby and their supercharged bullets again, he was able to kill her right away. Going back to Gordon and Sam, Gordon is still uh, talking to Dean. I mean, Gordon and Dean. Uh, no, Gordon, Gordon and Sam. Sam. <laughs> yeah, I had that right. I said it right. My notes are wrong. Gordon is still talking to Sam, taunting him. Gordon then tackles Sam through a wall, and they all start kung fu fighting. <laughs> Just a bunch of ass whipping going every which way. At some point, though, Sam gets a loop of razor wire around Gordon's neck. Well, first... um. Dean happens to come upon him, and Dean was going to try and shoot Gordon with a gun, but Gordon got him knocked out or knocked over. Oh, actually, uh, Gordon bit him. Yeah. Bit Dean. Yep, yep. Uh, so he's got this loop, loop of razor wire around his neck, and, like, Sam's just pulling the razor wire tight with his own hands, and, oh, razor wire just looks scary. I couldn't imagine touching it and trying to pull with it. Your hands would just get sliced to ribbons. Uh, but eventually Sam does pull the razor wire tight enough around his neck that Gordon's head pops off. <laughs> and then my head popped off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dean then gives Sam crap about attacking Gordon with no weapons, saying, oh, that was pretty brave of you. Or, Wasn't that dangerous or something? You know, it's the, it's what Sam has been telling Dean the whole episode, but now in reverse. Uh, final commercial break then. And next we see their... Alongside the road, Dean's underneath the car, wrenching on it. He asks Sam for a box wrench, and Sam hands him a wrench, like he's just sitting on a cooler or something. Sit, uh, hands him a wrench, and it's like, hey, uh, Sam, come here. And he's like, oh, did I hand you the wrong wrench? And it's like, no. Uh, and he starts, like, explaining basic car parts to him and says, hey, you know, when I'm gone, you're going to need to know how to fix the car yourself. So let's get ready for the future by getting you trained up on how to fix the car. And then uh, Dean goes and sits down in the cooler, leaving Sam to wrench on it. <laughs> to find a noise that's down inside the engine underneath the heads. It's like, mm, that's going to be quite a job. Well, Dean yep. is very good. You know, he's had that car his, well, it was John's car at first, but, you know, his whole life he's been around that car. He's probably been working on it when it needed it. Did you notice that funny thing, too, when they pulled the camera away showing uh, Dean sitting on the cooler and Sam under the hood? There was no toolbox or anything. There no, was I... no tools anywhere. So before, when Dean asked Sam for a box wrench, he just picked it up off the ground. I did like, not notice that. And I was like, boy, I hope that one size of one wrench that you found on the ground is the right one. Uh, yeah, it's pretty silly. No, there. yeah, there's no toolbox anywhere, but they just magically keep coming up. Because he also has a ratchet, a sock, you know, a socket. Wrench. Ra wrench. Yes. Ratchet. Two. So I was like, where are all these tools? Maybe they're in the cooler. <laughs> That's about it. Not that exciting of an episode. I mean, other than it all ties in with the overall story arc, just because Dean is throwing caution to the wind and it's driving Sam nuts. Uh, but other than that... Kind of a lame episode. 
Oh, I didn't think it was a lame episode because now um, they don't have to worry about Gordon anymore. Uh, Gordon's not going to be hunting Sam, so they can scratch that off their things to worry about list. Um, so, yeah, other, but you're right. Other than that, you know, and then mentioning the fact that he's going to be going to hell less than a year now, um, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I, uh, everything is just so slowly, or not even slowly dribbled out. It is just told to you right up front. Everything that's happening, there's no mystery. There's no intrigue. Yet again, they don't chase down a red herring at any point. It's just it's just cut and dry. You know exactly what's going on through the whole episode, and I right. find that kind of boring. Well, I think on the side, Sam and Bobby are probably still trying to See if they can find a way to get Dean out of this deal. But you're right, it's not ever mentioned anymore. So they pretty much resign the fact to the fact that, oh, crap, less than a year now, Dean's going to be in hell. All right, anything else about this? What's the body count? I have seven. That's according to IMDb, and I actually did a body count, and I came up with seven as well. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. So IMDb got it right today. Hey. Uh, the day-night on this is probably three or four. Uh, yeah, because we see it opens with Bella and Gordon at night, and then after commercial it goes to Sam and Dean at night. So don't know if that's the same night, the next night, whatever. So we're not really clear if that's uh, a day that's gone by or not. Uh, I'm assuming that it's a different night, but it's hard to say. All right. Anything else on this? I don't know. It's no, vampires that's... and everything else. It's a bunch of junk we already talked about. <laughs> None of it's really all that interesting. I don't know. I yeah, feel bad no. for this Dixon guy, but other than that. Yeah, I'm assuming that they took care of him because, you know, he said, just go ahead and kill me. So I'm assuming before they went to get Gordon, um, they did take care of that. But they don't really show it, so maybe. I, I just can't imagine Samantine leaving him out there, though, to turn more people into vampires. Yeah. Well, he said, though, that the vampires are going extinct, so do they? Is there, like, by the end of the season, are they just wandering around, vampires, hello? <laughs> no. <Anyone love? laughs> no, not at all. They keep finding new vampire nests? Yes, they oh, do. Oh, God. Thank goodness if they, <laughs> they didn't go extinct for realsies. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Well, that was the last one, too, and they were all, like, hanging out at that farm. The whole thing was about going extinct or not being welcomed or something yeah because hunters are uh too proficient in hunting them damn hunters damn hunters all the time screwing things up all right i don't have anything else do you nope that's it so just a reminder we have a facebook group called armchair hunters come on over and talk to us there uh, we also have a website couple of idgets.com you can find all of our uh links there um to get in touch with us, all of our episodes, and you can even comment on individual episodes. It's pretty neato. Check that out at coupleofidgets.com. And, yeah, of course, we stream on all of the big platforms. So please tell your friends, tell your family, tell your friends' family. <laughs> and that's about it. Yes, that is. Um, our next, next episode. Season 3, Episode 8, A Very Supernatural Christmas. And this is kind of a funny one. Uh, I will give that up, but that's about all I'm going to say. Well, I can already tell that because... While it was coming in, it had that old-timey uh, special um, pre-reel that they used to run like for, uh, for the Christmas specials and Halloween specials and stuff. Anytime like, Charlie Brown was on, that's the uh, logo that would come up before then. Yes, it is. 
that's weird. They don't use that anymore, do they? They just throw the show on. It's not a big deal. <laughs> well, there's you know so many ways to watch things now that it's yeah. This kind of year, Charlie Brown isn't even on broadcast TV anymore. Oh, Charlie Brown. Or at least the Great Pumpkin. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, or whatever that one was. Yeah, yeah. that didn't even play on broadcast TV. You got to get it on Apple TV or something, huh. or buy it from Prime or some nonsense. I don't know. Whatever. Peanuts suck anyways. Oh, no way, dude. <laughs> oh, they're Snoopy's so the boring. It's so lame. It's well, not funny. Well, when you're a little kid, they are. Peanuts are like the cartoon equivalent of Family Circus <laughs> or Family <laughs> Circle or whatever the crap. <laughs> that is the worst comic in the newspaper, and it's the top one right now. Yeah, it's the one that's the biggest and... A spot held by Peanuts and then held by the greatest comic strip of all time, Calvin and Hobbes, for like 20 years. And now it's family circus. Get out of here. <laughs> no wonder newspapers are bad. <laughs> figure out a good strip to put in. <laughs> right. Okay. Sounds good. That's my, idea. That's my thoughts about comic strips. And we'll talk to you all tomorrow. All right. Have a good day. All right. Bye. Bye.